Welcome to the Spirituality Out Loud podcast, where you'll hear real-life stories of people's unique spiritual journeys in their own words from their own viewpoints. Hosted by Leslie Seidel, relationship expert and spiritual mentor, who specializes in working with people on their relationships, from their romantic life to their work life and just plain life. Here's Leslie. Hello and welcome to the Spirituality Out Loud podcast, Real Life Stories from the Path. My name is Margie Hoffman and I am so honored to be uh, given the reins and taking over Spirituality Out Loud today. With me is the host of Spirituality Out Loud, Leslie Seidel. And I really want to yell that because I've been listening to Two Dope Queens in preparation for this, but this is not Two Dope Queens. So I will just say that Leslie Seidel, I am so honored to be here with you. She's a relationship expert and spiritual mentor who specializes in working with people on their relationship to their romantic lives, their work lives, and just plain life. You can find her at www.coachleslie.com. Welcome to your own show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little nervous about you getting prepared using Two Dope Queens. <laughs> so if any of you out there don't know what Two Dope Queens is, it's a podcast that's absolutely amazing. One of my favorites and not fit for children's ears. So... <laughs> When you were alone in that car or when you were alone without the littles, I highly, highly recommend it. So that's awesome. How does it feel to be in the hot seat? It feels good. I mean, it I mean, it doesn't feel like the hot seat in the sense that like most people who know me, um, I love this topic. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly curious to see what I say, right? Like I'm, I just want to be honest and authentic in the moment. And so I haven't prepared anything or anything like that. So there's a little piece of me, like, let's see what comes out. Amazing. So, you ready to dive in? Let's go. So I, my first question is, I want to know at what point in your life you were driving down the road or something and you decided to do this podcast like what was it that came up for you and why is um this important um it's really interesting you know i uh about 10 or 15 years ago i had this friend um who is this artist and he was a visual artist and he works out in new york city and i'm gonna have him on here and he, uh, he did all these like visual, I, I went to this like San Francisco super artsy thing, which is not me. And, and, and he had interviewed people and he had these big screens up and, and I said, you know what you should do? I think you should go around and interview people about their definition of God, their description of spiritual life and, and whether it be a religion or whatever, because I think that people honestly have uh, more similar views than different views, right? And and I wanted to show that. I wanted people to come together in this path and and in their life. And 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 he just turned around and looked at me and said, "You do it," and, and, <laughs> right? And I was like, "Wait!" And so we did it because he. I was like, "I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what you're talking about." You know what I mean? Like, and so we took a camera and went around the streets of San Francisco. And I thought, you know, everyone would like to talk about it and everyone would want to get on camera, <laughs> which by the way is not the case. 
most people aren't excited about you sticking a camera in their face and saying, tell me about your most intimate thoughts. You're like, uh, well, okay, let me guess. <laughs> right? And, but people did. And, and so it was this whole, you know, I loved it. I had so much fun doing that. And, and so then you fast forward to today and I was talking to a good friend of mine and she wants to do a podcast. And I said, this is the podcast I would do because this conversation that we're having today is the conversation I have with almost everyone I know. I mean, it's a little more formalized, but I love talk. I love this discussion. In this discussion, I personally grow spiritually. I personally feel grounded in my body, grounded in the path. And so um, that's why I wanted to talk about it. You know, I want, if everyone, I did a, I did a podcast last night with uh, George Cow, And if you guys, when you guys get the opportunity to listen to it, it's amazing. And I left there energized, excited, yes, I want to do the spiritual work. Let's go. Let's go. And, and that's fun, right? Like that's fun versus, Oh, I got to meditate. And I got to get on the cat. Like I got to sit down. Like sometimes the spiritual path can feel like drudgery, right? <laughs> it's not, not sexy. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Right. A trudging the path. <laughs> so, so let's take it back. I'm seeing you in diapers. Um, just kidding. I want to know, so tell us a little bit about your background. Did you wake up this, like, on the mountaintop, um, chanting and totally awake and enlightened? Like, what is your, in all seriousness, what is your path? Where did you come from? And, and when did you wake up? Am I awake now? That's the question. I think it's a constant awakening, um, moment to moment to moment. There's always more. Uh, not at all. I was raised with almost zero discussion about spirituality or God or any of that. And um, again, see, I've already forgotten. I get so confused between atheist and agnostic that the way I was raised was it just simply never came up. Never one. It wasn't brought up. We never talked about it. it. It just never. And it wasn't like, that's bad. This good. Right. It was just, it, we talked about other stuff. And yeah. And, and then I have, um, a portion of my family is, um, I don't know what they would call themselves. I think they're Southern Baptist or fundamentalist. And I don't, and I'm curious, I should probably ask them. And they are very, very Christian. And so I went to church with them a couple times and I felt very awkward and really uh, less than and other than, and I got in trouble. I remember getting my cousins in trouble because it was boring and I was playing and I didn't know what to do. And, and so my earliest experiences of churches was very awkward. Like there were rules of engagement that I did not know. And I felt like I needed white gloves and hat and leather shoes for some reason and a hat. There's a, a nice hat. There's a wardrobe with a involved in church. And, um, and I mean, and then you went to the Catholics and whew, they, and I really felt there was, there was audience participation and I didn't know what it was and that made me uncomfortable. So, um, so growing up, it just never came up. And, uh, and, and when it did around other people, I didn't know the answer. I didn't know. I'm, I, I'm not very good at not knowing. So my pride was really pricked as a young you know, kid. And so I didn't know how to be like, wait, what's going on? And then 
my first time saying, oh my God, this makes sense. And there's magic was how I, I experienced it was Shirley MacLaine's book out on a limb. I went there. Right? I went big. Not I went, what I expected you to yeah, say. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it is, I don't know if you know, do you know this book? No. Oh yeah. It's out there. Shirley MacLaine's done some searching, man. And so this, <laughs> <laughs> this I was like 15 or 16 or something like that. Uh, and yeah, I have an image of my first car. And and this book is all about astro travel and her going to Machu Picchu and like traveling the world with healers. And I was like, what's that? Let's go. Really? This happens? Like it was just, it was as if Harry Potter, like I found out that you could go to Hogwarts, right? Like it was, yeah. that's how it felt to me. And um, I'm a huge fan of old musicals. So I love Shirley MacLaine already. And then this like... I just had a like 76 trombones in a band like on loop. So keep going. I'll be here doing that. Yeah, yeah. No worries. And um, so yeah, it was the first time. I don't even know how I got the book. I mean, reading was very important to me as a child and still is important to me. And so... I was an avid reader and the library was my favorite place. And so I don't, I, I, I fell into that spot and um, yeah. So that was my initial foray into this like nebulous spirituality. And I don't even know that I would have called it that at the time. Magic. So, yeah. So a lot of us, like a lot of people, I guess myself too, I start reading books about it, right. And the intellectualizing of spirituality and like, it's that very natural space of like just figuring out like what's the what 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 actually is this so how did you transition from reading a book to practice like where did you go what was the next right thing what does that connection point look like for you or that connective tissue yeah so what happened was i was uncomfortable and unhappy and um used drugs alcohol and food to fill that void, to fill that hole. And, um, and that doesn't work or it does work for a minute and then blows up your world, my world. So I, uh, was 25 in San Francisco and everything was kind of falling apart and I didn't know what to do. And I ended up at a 12 step program. Uh, was just like uncle, you know, surrender, the point of surrender, right? Like there's all these surrenders in my life. Surrender is almost always the answer. And in the 12 step room, I mean, in some ways I'm lucky because I didn't have any kind of, I wasn't getting over any religious past. Um, But then in other ways I was unlucky, which I just felt weird and awkward. And you told me to pray and I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know how, I didn't know. So you go into 12 steps and there's all these things you're supposed to do. And it's it, you know, and I didn't know what that meant. You wanted me to find a higher power. What is that? What do you, how do you find, they let go. How do you, you know, like all of these really nebulous things that I didn't understand at the time. And um, I still have moments of not understanding. <laughs> and so uh, the dialogue there is you just need to believe like the mustard seed idea, right? Like you just, you need to believe. And so I started off believing that my, the person running, you know, showing me this path that she believed. 
And I believed that if there was a God, he, he absolutely wasn't going to like me. And, uh, <laughs> right. Like I couldn't hide anything from it. And I couldn't like, you know, then I was like, how am I going to do this? If I can't PR my way through that, you know what yes. I mean? Like totally. he knows my secret thoughts. Yeah. Peace out. I just lost. Right. And, um, it was so weird and awkward, but I was desperate and I needed help. And so I, um, so there's two ways, right? So I didn't know anything. So I just, what that meant is everything was available to me too. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I started like going to these churches and going to synagogues and going to temples and saying, Hey, what do you do? Started to listen and feel how, what felt like truth to me. And it was incredibly awkward. So, I mean, going into a church when you've never been to church is terrifying. It, it's like, what are we going to do? Do they know? Do they know? Like, do they know that I don't know what I'm doing? Where am I supposed to sit? What's going to happen? And then you get there and then people are standing up and sitting down and saying stuff. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I just feel like a spotlight was on me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I like to look like I have it together at all times. And so being new at stuff is really hard for me mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's hard for everybody, but it's really hard for me. I have a lot of pride and um, it was just so awkward and just so weird that I, I at one point finally embraced it and said, all right, <laughs> let's be new right? The Buddhists call it the beginning mind, the beginner's mind. I just started playing. Yeah. So I've done a lot of, uh, you know, not as intense as Joseph Campbell, but this idea of like (laughs) Joseph Campbell of like just going and seeking and learning and seeking and seeing where and what felt right. And I can tell you that um, Christianity didn't work for me. Although the Sermon on the Mount, I really loved. I thought that was just so beautiful. Do you know what Sermon on the Mount is? It's this, Mm-mm. the way I hold it is it was like summer school for Christians. Like <laughs> Jesus, was, Jesus was like, all right, let's just get it all wrapped up. Here's my deal. And like, like did a quick got on a mount and did some sermons, hence the name. And this is what I, this is what, this is what I believe, right? It's this beautiful like synopsis. And I like that, right? Like the cliff notes. But I, I fell in love with Judaism, that I love the Jews. God, I love Judaism. Oh, they have, uh, they just feel so beautiful and right. And um, I am 5'10 and blonde. And <laughs> a shiksa. <laughs> like, talk about a spotlight. Like, it, yeah. I'm obviously not Jewish uh, physically. And, whew, but I would go to high holidays and it filled me with such beauty and passion and I loved it I loved it so I followed that feeling yeah okay so now you're playing you're in a space of play you've adopted beginner's mindset were there any moments where you woke up and you're like holy shit I have no idea excuse my language I have no idea how I ended up here and this is like a very weird like how what all the time. Yeah. So like, what are some of those experiences for you? I, you know, I have had, I can't imagine other people who don't want to do this all day. Like, that's the thing that's interesting (laughs) to me. Yeah. 
is that this is how I spend my vacation, right? Like my next big vacation, I want to go check out John of God. Like, let's go do that. Like, and other people want to go to Cabo. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go do this. And so it didn't occur to me that other people weren't doing this. And I don't, you know, I have been so privileged in my life to get to do all these things. And some of it was pure ignorance, right? So I ended up learning about Buddhism, you know, and I, um, and that, that's a huge range of stuff. And I would do things like, you know, sit with these massive named people, but not know they were really popular and, and famous. Like I didn't know that. So I was like, Hey, what's up? Can you help me? Like, I would just like go up to them and, and there's this like, yeah, I have 30 million followers in your talk. And I, but I didn't know that. Right. And so, um, I just, Buddhism felt right. Um, Judaism felt right. And I would go and hunt these things down. So I remember going to high holidays. I had someone I was working with, uh, this woman was Judas, Ju- uh, Jewish and, um, and she just taught me. Right. And I remember her I was just like telling me what it is. And I can't remember the name, but there's a thing that the women wear like a doily on their head. And, and I was like, okay, so what's this? And she was like, it's a way to remember to be humble before God. And I was like, that's awesome. Okay. I want to do that. And I was like, am I allowed? Right. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. am I allowed? And she said, yeah. And so I, I put this thing on and, but then we had to leave the house. And I was like, we were in San Francisco and like, I had to go through the mission, like these cool areas of San Francisco. And I was like, I can't, I got a doily on my head. I'm like, you know, what am I? And then I was like, that's it. Am I willing to walk the streets mm-hmm. saying I believe? And who am I to believe, right? Like, who am I mm-hmm. to do that? And so it worked perfectly, right? And what I got to see is people that grew up in that situation or grew up in that culture got to see it through my eyes, right? These are things that they do rotely. Mm-hmm. And they got to see it from my like, oh my God, newbie, 30 year old self being like, awkward. Yeah. Um, it actually is a nice segue because I, the podcast is about spirituality out loud. Mm-hmm. And like, I have a very easy time being spiritual in the comfort of my own home, in front of my altar, on my cushion, like in the four walls of my house. So we recently experienced a total solar eclipse. And I was like, sitting there and there are 20 people, all generations. Am I really going to be the one who starts pulling out all these crystals and all these things so that when total solar eclipse happens... I can have them all get recharged with that beautiful feminine energy that is now blocking out the sun. How, where are those sticky points for you? Like, where are you like, I mean, you just named one of them. Am I really going to walk outside with this thing on my head as an act of humility? And the answer is yes. So like, where do you meet those sticky moments? Where do you have a hard time being out loud? And what is it? feel like for you to recognize that as a teacher and keep saying yes and keep going anyways? I still have it all the time. And uh, I had it for the solar eclipse. I don't know much about crystals. Honestly, I don't know much. Um, I, uh, I do use beads for meditation, right? So I have a lot of malas, a lot of them, and I wanted them to be outside. But I was with a bunch of 
uh, I don't, atheist or agnostics, I'm not really sure, but I don't know what they were doing, but I was with a bunch of people who, if I mentioned, I didn't want to talk about the crystals <laughs> recharging. A, I wasn't sure about what I was doing and whether they were, someone told me I should recharge them. So I was like, all right. And I just didn't want to have that conversation. So there was all this, like, I was hiding them. I hid them in the corner when no one saw. It was so funny. <laughs> and I was feeling that. And then there was this, I read this thing about like eclipse water. And so uh, I mentioned it as a joke and then I pulled some out and then they all did it. It was really funny. And so then they all put out water and put it in jars. My mom labeled them with her little label maker. <laughs> so cute. And, um, you know, it happens a lot, right? Part of it is I am not a part of any super formal religious group. And because of that, when I get around someone who is, I feel uh, less than, right? Mm -hmm. And even saying I'm a spiritual mentor, what is, what is that? You know, there's not a really good dialogue with these words. There's not a really good um, vocabulary because when you tell, when I hear spiritual mentor, there's a piece of me that sinks into this like airy fairy, I'm going to fluff your aura and you're going to pay me $700 and you have no idea what you're doing, right? Like there's no, the spiritual life has to be grounded in the world and not. How do you do that, right? So for me, it's so vitally important that I am in this world doing this work and not just, oh, I don't have to pay money. I don't have to buy, pay my bills. That's, you know, that's the, that's the human life. I'm spiritual, you know? Spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah, there's a certain lint, lilt to it. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question. But so tell me more about that. Yeah, that's getting into what I'm talking about. So like specific examples. I want to get into like the practicality of how this works for you and how you feel into, you know, I just came back from, we just came back from a workshop on mediumship. And so I was really excited and filled with spirit because it's been a very difficult year for me. And I've been really attached to this human story about worth and forgiveness, just everything. I have been locked in my humanness. And I came back from this retreat and I, it was like this unbelievable opportunity to reconnect with unconditional love and spirit. And so I'm carrying that energy with me. And I'm totally like everything that comes up now, I'm like, oh, that's a human thing. I'm just going to be with spirit spiritual bypass. So I go and sit with my therapist and my therapist is like, have you ever heard of spiritual bypass? And I'm like, why do you bring that up every single time we talk? And so as somebody who's been doing this work for a really long time, like very practically applying it to your life, how do you tease apart like spiritual bypass versus like humanness and like what specifically, like when you are faced with those things in your life that seem impossible or that fill you with fear, what does that work look like for you? How do you do it? I, I feel really like I need to come up with like a two line answer that's going to just be like <laughs> blow you out of the water and it's going to be so amazing. Um, right. There's a couple things that come forward is one is the story that I have where 
I got excited about the Camino de Santiago. You've heard the story. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And the Camino de Santiago is this really old, ancient pilgrimage across northern Spain through like starts at the tip of uh, it, so in France and the Pyrenees and goes across northern Spain. And at the end, um, St. John, one of the apostles is interned there. And, and it's this old pilgrimage. And I, it sounded amazing. So the spiritualist people say that the energetic ley lines or something I'm really not clear about are aligned and attuned and you're going to crack open in this really la la la. And the Catholic church has really owned it in this way that you can stay every day's walk. And so you just walk, you're walking through the countryside. Um, and in ancient times, you used to be able to get out of jail if you did this. And this was a big thing. There's a lot of pilgrimages, but I've always wanted to do this. I always wanted to do this and I was going to do this. And, and what I didn't realize before uh, is I had a ton of spiritual pride about it. And I was like, I'm going to go do the spiritual. I, I don't know what you're doing for your God, but mm, I'm walking the Camino. Yeah, I'm spiritual. And I'm going to go walk across Northern Spain because I'm really spiritual. And I'm going to fly to a different country and I'm going to go walk. And here I go. Um, and I got there and the practicality of it is you go to bed and you get up and then you walk and then you go to bed and you get up and you walk, you just walk, you walk all, like you walk. <laughs> I, I can't stress enough how you are walking and you, and your legs hurt and your feet hurt. And it just, I mean, it just kind of, it's really beautiful, but it's also really hard. Like bring your moleskin on your spiritual uh, path. You're, you, you talk, you don't talk about spirituality. You talk about your feet. You talk about yeah. blisters. You don't, do you want to see my blisters? I want to tell you your blisters. What kind of shoes do you have? Like, let's look at our feet. Like, we just talk about feet. And so by the third day, it occurs to me, I'm barely able to move. It took me a half an hour to get out of bed. And by the third day, I realized this isn't, God is not more present on this walk than he is at home. And I was <laughs> like, I just spent so much money and now I'm in the middle of nowhere walking to get closer to God and this is not and so I was so pissed I was so mad <laughs> oh I was so mad and, and yet there's something to that I need to go uh meditate and I need to go on retreat and I will go on another pilgrimage and I will sit again and again with holy men and that is such important work and my spiritual life means answering the phone when I don't want to, being honest and open and breaking forward is doing this podcast and I'm afraid of what trolls are going to say and I have to do it anyway. And showing up and being honest and, and vulnerable. I mean, that's the reason we're doing this today, right? Is because... I realize I'm asking you guys to show and expose and, and rip off this mask. And yet I'm going to sit comfortably in, at home without telling you my, my truth. It's not fair. So I need to have skin in the game. I need to show you and expose what I do and what my life is. And what does that mean? Right. Um, in a day to day, moment to moment basis, I don't sit around thinking I'm so spiritual. Awesome. And when I do, I think that's an alarm that something's wrong. A lot of the experiences I have that are really where I know I was carried are something I can look back and see, oh my God, I was taken care of. 
oh my God, show me the way. In the moment when things are hard, I have that feeling and I have that fear, but I don't want to wallow in it. I don't want to attach to it. I let the storyline go on and not, you know what I mean? Not like, this is what's happening. You know, mm -hmm. I'm doing this podcast. I both have this wild fantasy that I'm going to become super famous and Brene Brown and Oprah and I are all going to sit and have lunch. Right. <laughs> so that's very much going on because I'm going to be so wonderful and people are going to just like call me up and tell me how spiritual they become because of what I'm doing. I, that sounds so amazing, right? Like I want that. And that's none of my business. The results are up to the higher power. My job is to do the work. My job is to step in and, and do what I know is right. Is that answering your question? Yeah. And, and so it's, um, so there are spiritual practices that I do daily. I pray, which all that means is a conversation to God. I pray all the time. I pray. It can be a mantra. It can be, it is thank you. It is often thank you. It is, you know, fall is coming and the trees are pretty and I thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this life I have. Thank you for living in Bend, Oregon. Thank you for you. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a prayer. That's a prayer coming back to self. And I have, I meditate. If you want a relationship with someone, you spend time with that person. If you want a relationship with a higher power and a God, you spend time with that. If you want a relationship with spirit, you spend time with that. And I am not someone who naturally does that. I don't want to. I never want to. There's always something else to do. And I do it anyway. I do these things regardless of what I think. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I feel. It matters what I do. Mm -hmm. And so I stay sober on a regular basis. I do not do mind-altering or mood-altering drugs. Uh, personally, I have, I have an eating disorder, so I don't eat flour, I don't eat sugar, and I completely give my, turn my will and my life over to the care of God when it comes to those things. Those are super clear. When the path isn't clear and I am upset, I have a couple people who help ground me and help bring me back. That mm -hmm. I, I honestly think that any spiritual teacher any spiritual mentor who does not have a clear spiritual teacher or people around them, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. We all are human. So. so I have, there's like two things that I want to feel into. Um, thank you for that answer. Um, I want to, I think, go in the direction of, asking you what does it mean to work with you like what does it mean for you to work with other people you've worked with me you tell me <laughs> right well it's um, funny because even saying that like i as you were answering the last question i just get this like overwhelming resounding yes the energy shifted between us having this conversation i feel calmer i feel more connected to a higher power and I, that's what you have meant in my life is somebody who can see what I can't see. And I have rebelled against you. And there have been times that I've threw a shoe at the wall and I wasn't able to really break through to that beginner mindset. 
And I kept showing up and I kept doing it because I trust you implicitly that you can hold this space with me. And so I just keep doing what you tell me to do. And it is unbelievably, like it has an unbelievable impact on every single aspect of my life. And that's not what we were going to talk today about, but that's what's coming up for me. And so you have this amazing capacity to hold space with people and to insightfully and compassionately guide them through all of the small sticky spots and the big sticky spots. What does that mean to you? Like how, the other question I was going to ask, which I am verging on is like, what are those moments where this work has spirit has brought you to your knees and to tears with just overwhelming joy and compassion and gratitude for everything in life? Not that that's a big question or anything like that, but those two, I feel like are intermingled for you. I mean, what you just said does, I want to be of service. I know that being of service, I have to be clear. I have to be clean or I will put my stuff on you or anyone else I work on work with. And the job is to sit and show and be with someone and not look away. And, and I mean, I don't know how that shows up in like a promotional video, right? Like, but I have 22 years of doing this path, 22 years of doing seeking and working and all of that stuff. And so, um, when you stand before me, my job is just to totally listen and totally love. And because I have such a long history of doing the work, doing all of this different work, I pull from that and it comes forward. And, and I guess the hardest piece for that for me is when I get, you know, like there's moments where people are like, so tell me, you know, they say, they look at me like wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think, Oh shit, I don't. Okay. Um, and, and so my spiritual job is when I feel when I get in the way, when I have an agenda for you, we are both in trouble. And my job is to show up and hear you and listen, listen to what you need to hear, right? Like that's what I'm doing. Here are the steps I took. So some of it is here are the steps I took. This is what I did in your situation. People come to me magic. This is the magic. You don't come to me. You came to me sideways because I'm funny, right? And, and for no other reason. And, and yet we sit down, you sit in front of me and we are so similar and have so much in common and in ways that we could not have orchestrated had we tried. Mm-hmm. And I have one woman I work with and she's 70 year old church lady. Um, she works at a church and she is Midwestern and she is the physically the opposite of me. And we are absolutely the same person in so many ways. And it is so beautiful. And so, so there's a physical work. There's physical things you have to do. You need to sometimes shut up. You need to surrender. You need to meditate. You need to pray. You need to go be of service. When in doubt, go be of service, right? And then depending on what your problem is. And then, and then there's another piece where you need to connect to spirit. You need to connect to your God. You need to connect so that you start because the goal is not for you to be dependent on me. I have no interest in being a guru. I have no interest in that. I have my, the biggest joy is watching you guys soar. Oh my God. It's so fun. 
to watch people like, you know, we work a lot. I work a lot with women who want a relationship and to watch them finally learn how to receive love. Finally get this, like, that's the problem. They, they date men who are not good for them because they don't know how to receive love and they get to finally do that. And it's, ah, it is the best, most beautiful <laughs> thing on the planet. And then I get to sit with my masters, right? I got the honor and the privilege of sitting with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Take your breath away. Mm-hmm. To be in the presence of someone who is so clean and so clear and has done this work so, so much, it, was, it, it blew me away. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was doing a teaching and I was like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? It was like going to a master's level, you know, PhD level physics class. I was just like, okay, just yeah. gonna sit here, be in your field. Yeah. You know, but I think that's true of the Pope. Yeah. I think that's true of, you know, Alma. Oh my God, Alma, the, you know, the hugging saint. And I, there are people in this world, John of God. There's people in this world that have done the work and connect and connect and clean and clean and clean and clean this connection that then get to have it outward. Mm-hmm. So I am, I mean, just the presence of my son. I look into his eyes and I see his soul. The honor and privilege of being married to my husband brings me to tears, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And my job is to be awake enough to see it. Uh, did that answer your question? I don't remember yeah, what the question really was. Beautiful. Doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I want to see if you want to leave us with an intention or a prayer as we come to the close of this interview. I think when people told me that it is the act of seeking that is going to get me what I wanted, the act of looking, the act of wondering, the act of asking, um, that was gonna get me this connection I so desperately wanted. I did not believe them. It sounded so ludicrous and yet it is so true that I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you, you know, you are loved that this world is filled with love and joy and God and spirit is there and love is there and turn off your TV and attend to that connection. However you get that connection. Someone said yesterday, if my thought is making me feel bad, it is, that's a that's a way I know it's not from God. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. I wish I'd done it. Yeah. Someone else said it. And that's yeah. just it. Everything I do and say comes from other. Because yeah. it's all we're all just doing it. Mm-hmm. If you were lost, that's the thing. If you were lost, if you were in pain, reach out. You you will get taken care of. There will there will be people who've got you. There is a space and a energy in her that has you and I want you to know that yeah beautiful thank you so much um 
I just, I want to honor the space between us. I want to honor everything that you are and all the love that you've brought into my life. And super grateful to be able to spend this time with you today. Coach Leslie Seidel, you can find her at www.coachleslie.com. And um, thank you for living spiritually out loud. Mm, thank you I so much, you. Margie. I love you. All right. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spirituality Out Loud. Be sure to rate us, review us, and like us on Facebook, and share us with your friends.